0: Inside Westminster, Chapter 54, Zombieland Sex was in the air at number 10. Pent-up anger had jiggled about with all their hormones and this febrile atmosphere of daring do had even infected the normally controlled Benedict apart from his orchestrated obscenity-laden raging outbursts. He'd managed to get Gwendolyn to come down from the wilds of Northumberland so that they could confront their eldest son's idiot headmaster. Useful, Ben thought. I'll show them that I'm not a cold-blooded bastard. And so the staged kiss was snapped by the waiting media, though heaven knows why anyone would want to exchange intimate juices with a man like Ben. Ben's mind was storming like Hurricane Dorian. He'd uncovered enough dirt on the head to confront him with a choice. Which was actually no choice at all. The head had squirmed at the torrent of evidence about the financial irregularities that had been going on in the bursar's office since he'd taken over headship. If you really want to get off the hook, make my son school captain. Then I'll burn these documents, said Ben, waving a fistful of printouts. It was in the car on the way back from this confrontation that Ben heard the discussion between Willoughby Knight Johnston and an eminent and much-decorated neurologist on the radio. The ever-calm KJ had somehow been boxed into a corner by the even cleverer and calmer surgeon who managed to slice through KJ's arguments with the precision afforded him by his profession. Ben laughed and revelled in the verbal jousting, though he had a different reaction when, as a direct Consequence of this debate, Doctor Diath crossed the floor, humiliating Potty who was launching forth at the dispatch box. The gods were really against our ancient Greek-loving PM, as almost simultaneously, the sight of Manly Stollard, receiving the top politician of the year award from the UK's most popular men's magazine, opened his thank you speech with, "I've just received a text from Benedict Morgan telling me, and I'm quoting." Your fucking principles are quaint but irrelevant when we demanded your loyalty. Do the honourable thing and fall on your fucking sword. The audience gasped as Stollard pocketed his phone and carried on unbowed. His mind was racing though, as he had no idea where his future now lay. Roving journalist for the magazine presenting him with this award possibly? Matthew Shrove was also having a terrible time, caused by another Commons big beast on an ego trip. The speaker, Maurice Scratchit, was on masturbatory reverie of congratulatory self-importance. would the right honourable member behave just like he does at his children's school gate? Matthew was in mid-flow, dishing out billions like handing out goodie bags to refugees in a war-torn refugee camp and couldn't believe his ears. Scratch it continued. I've seen you and you behave impeccably and don't go on and on like you are at this present moment in time. On record, on camera, Matthew knew that his wife would be livid at the breach of privacy, security and God knows what else. But he ploughed on until he was done. He sat down exhausted. His whole being was fizzing with adrenaline from his speech and cortisol from the stress of Scratch's comments.